Welcome to Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge with your host, Carol McClelland-Fields. Within each show, Carol and her guests explore topics that give coaches, healers, and other change catalysts new concepts, tools, and insights that open up opportunities to flourish personally, professionally, and financially. And now, your host, Carol McClelland-Fields. Hello and welcome. I'm Carol McClelland-Fields, your host. In this Carol's Nook episode of Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge, I'm talking about another layer of understanding what it means to evolve your work. So I want to talk about that notion of feeling called to do something new. And sometimes it shows up as feeling called to do something different. You're not at all sure what that means yet, but you do know and you can't shake the feeling that there's something more or something different that you're meant to be doing. Early in my career, I worked in a corporate situation. There came a point that my health actually told me that it was definitely time to get out. Although I had no idea what I would do beyond my cubicle, I was determined, and you could also read that as obsessed, to figure that out. And then almost two decades later, a couple of weeks before my 50th birthday, I also got this sense that there was something more I was meant to be doing. I was supposed to be doing something different. I had no idea what that meant, but I knew that I had to listen. In fact, I immediately started my search, my quest to figure out that answer to that question. What am I supposed to do now? You can also feel called to make a bigger difference, whether you want to work with more people, you want to do deeper work, or you want to find the work that is more aligned with your talents and your expertise. And I experienced this in 2006, about the time that Inconvenient Truth movie came out. And given that my work is very integrated in with the natural world, it felt like a pretty good match to me that my values were drawing me to do something more for the planet. I had no idea what that meant, but I definitely felt called to do that. And I ended up using my career change expertise to help other professionals find ways that they could use their talents to help the planet. So I did have a eight-year business called Green Career Central that allowed me to make a bigger contribution to that topic. You may feel called to bring your unique work into the world, that you have a unique take on things, you have a unique skill set based on your background and your expertise and your work with clients and your own personal experiences. And something about that combination allows you to bring a creative, personalized work into the world. And this is quite a journey, as I'll explain in a couple minutes. I've done this several times where I go through something and I see that it's a value. People talk to me about it and I'm able to help them. And that becomes the spark for the work that I am meant to do next. 
while I was still in the corporate world, I started turning to nature as a way to understand my own grief after my father died. And that personal journey led me to come up with the seasons of change, which is using nature's response to the changing seasons as a metaphor for how we can navigate significant changes in our own lives. And that journey was definitely a labor of love. It was incremental. It was deep. I spoke about it constantly, giving talks, working with clients, writing, and it became a body of work that I still rely on to do the work that I do with clients, but I also train people in that field as well. So bringing that unique body of work into the world had a very profound impact on my career. You can also find that you identify something and you didn't even know that you were building up toward this work. But as you look back, you can see that you've been preparing to do the work for a long time and you can actually trace the threads back through time in order to see how you've been positioned to do this work. And that's actually how I feel about the work I'm talking about today, my work with Change Catalyst, helping them bring their unique work into the world. I have my background in career clarity, my background in transitions and navigating significant changes, but I also have a big history in developing content through books, through training programs, through online programs, through ebooks. There's a whole range of things that I have created from scratch. That combination of those three things has prepared me to do the work that I'm doing now with Change Catalyst. Sometimes you also see that there's a need for something that you know. And this great time of change that we're in right now is sparking a lot of people to think differently about their work and to realize that there's something unique that they need to bring to the table. I actually have another project that's kind of cooking in the background that relates to the times of change that we're in right now. And it's a little too early to be talking about it, but you'll hear about it soon. Each time I've felt called to step onto a new path with my business, I've felt a sense of urgency. Do you know that feeling? For me, it usually shows up like this incessant drumbeat within me, and it does not let up. There is no escaping this feeling that I have something I need to be doing. It often takes some time to find it, but once I find it, that becomes my focus. So my question to you as you're listening is, how do you recognize your calling? Do you feel it? Do you see it? Do you know it? Do you sense it? What is it that shows you that there's something that you're meant to be doing? Now, whether your idea came to you recently or you've been feeling this calling for a while, It, whatever it is, is a part of you and it's not likely to go away. What I've found is even if I have this idea, this calling, and I put it on the back burner or it drifts there because I'm working on something else at the moment, that calling always shows up again. So no matter how you first connected with your calling, whether it was an internal aha moment or a significant experience in your own life or work you've done with clients, I want you to know that you are not alone in this quest to bring new work out into the world. It's a different journey than 
those who are trying to build the business they already have. If you are evolving a new form of work, there's a different process. Many seeing all sorts of problems that are seeking deep, innovative, and creative solutions that can help people, our clients, resolve pain, heal, and transform either their lives or the community around them. For me, this urgency comes from my deep-seated desire to contribute. Perhaps yours does too. I always want to use my passions and my talents and my expertise to bring something new to the world, to help transform the energy of our times. When I look at the world right now, I get a huge sense that the time is now for change catalysts who are thinking about, have been thinking about, will be thinking about what can they contribute. I think it's time. I think that our world is hungry for some new ways to approach this thing we call life. You've got a calling. Maybe it's still a little vague. Maybe it's super clear to you, but you've got this calling. Now what do you do? You may try a few things. You may try to do some DIY, do-it-yourself kind of exploration, or you may take some courses. You may work with a coach. But what happens when... All that you want to bring into the world just isn't moving. Nothing's budging. You've got the idea. It keeps rolling around in your head, but you aren't able to make progress in bringing it out in the world. That impacts so many people, and there are reasons for it. Again, it's not the same path as figuring out your marketing and putting out new strategies and getting more clients. That's not what this is about at first. You'll get there. But at first, this is about claiming your idea, defining it, building it, growing it. And it is so easy to get bogged down in this process because there are so many unknowns when you're creating something new. There are a whole range of nuances to sort through, and there are many options to consider. And until you start putting down roots for some of those details, It just sort of swirls around you. I have spent quite a bit of time in the last couple of years navigating my own journey to evolve my work, but I've also been supporting my clients in doing the same thing. And now that I know that there's a rhyme and reason to this journey, it's actually painful for me to watch change catalysts, my colleagues, my clients, people I don't even know. It's painful to watch them feel so stuck. They have this powerful, much-needed idea locked inside of them, and they can't figure out how to birth it. And since our world is so hungry for these innovative ways to resolve, heal, and create new realities, I'm really dedicated to helping people understand this journey more clearly so that you can see where you are and also where you need to focus next. I have done a lot of self-observation, pondering my journey, looking at where I am and what I need to do next, and talking with my clients about their journey. And I've noticed that there are a few key points where change catalysts tend to bog down. 
I want to give you some little snippets, some little scenarios that perhaps will help you identify where it is you're getting bogged down. This won't be the full story, but I think it will help you have some aha moments about where you've been, where you are now, and where you're headed next. How do you identify the focus of your new work? So you no longer have to wander and wonder where you're going to find that idea. You know the direction you want to take. This is such a huge turning point for people when they have these vague notions, but nothing's really holding together. And then they shift into this idea with potential. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. Then they move into this place of, okay, I have this idea with potential, but now what do I do with it? How do I turn that into a viable, thriving business with engaging, effective offerings? Once you have your business and you have your offerings, how do you share that with the world in a way that honors you and your work and your clients? And how do you then scale your business to help even more people benefit from your work? Now, when you have a grounded sense of your work by knowing the core focus of what you do and seeing how to turn that idea with potential into a thriving business vision with fascinating, engaging offerings, then when you have those two things solved, then the answers to the last questions about how you're going to share it with the world and how you're going to scale up will come to you much more naturally. It will just evolve organically in many ways. You may still need some support from those who can tweak your message with you, but you will have a deep, grounded sense of who you are and the work you're meant to do. And you'll have a knowing that it is working and that you want to share it with the world and nothing's going to stop you. A lot of times people jump into this journey into the marketing question or the how do I get bigger question before they've actually clarified and deepened their understanding of their own work. So let me share a couple of scenarios. So these scenarios will help you see where you are and they point out some key milestones in the journey. And when you aren't able to make these shifts, then you end up in this churning place where you're actively thinking about your idea, possibly constantly, um, but you're not able to really share it. You can't get it out of your mouth. You don't know enough about it to wrap it into a nice, clean, crisp introduction yet. And I know from personal experience quite a few times, actually, how frustrating it is to pee in this churning place. I want to help you see where those churn points are so that you can be aware of them and see beyond them. The first experience happens when you recognize that you have a strong calling to do something different and that something different does not match your current work. And this creates this point of disconnect that causes great discomfort Because once you see what it is you want to do, you want to go do it, but you're not in a position to do that yet. And it's often hard to sit in this place of not knowing. Every part of you wants to resolve that mismatch as soon as possible. But how? How do you do that? If your calling is rather amorphous at this time, 
you're going to be drawn into a search mode. You'll feel like you're on a quest. You're trying to find a way to resolve the angst and also to answer the question, what is it I'm going to do? What am I meant to do next? What am I meant to do now? Some question like that is likely to become a bit of an obsession for you because there's this discomfort of knowing you want to do something different and not knowing what that is. So there's this big push to find that clarity. This search will take some investment on your part in terms of time and energy to figure it out, to chase it down, to try to find the way to choose between this idea or that idea. And I do work with people on this topic and I do have a way to help you search so it's not an endless process. I can actually help you do that process in one to two months. So keep that in mind. But once you find your idea, there is a distinct temptation to act. You just want to jump in and start doing it. And that's because you feel like you've been stalled in this search and you want to get on with things. But in truth, the journey to clarity takes time. There are various steps and nuances to creating the foundation of your work so that you and your business can thrive over the long term. And here's one tip to keep in mind, and that is an idea isn't necessarily your best or your ultimate idea. So giving your idea some time and space to develop into its full form will pay off in so many ways. So don't be too excited about jumping into action too soon. Let your seed of an idea take root and really grow and show you what it wants to be. And that is another part of the work that I do. Finally, you land on your idea and you know it has great potential. You know deep inside that you're on to something big and that this is the thing you've been trying to find. This is how you're meant to contribute to this world. And there is no mistaking this feeling. All of the anxiety of your search and your quest resolves immediately and you just exhale deeply knowing that you're in the right place at the right time to begin this new adventure of bringing this work into the world. If you aren't experiencing that feeling, if you're feeling like you're on the fence or you've got this idea or that idea, it's likely that your idea is still coming into focus. You could be on the right track for sure, but there's some element or elements that are still coming into form for you. But don't try to force fit it or push it too much at that point. Because you really want to feel that motivation that comes from knowing you're in the right place. The next phase is really important. And that is to turn your idea with potential into this new body of work. That's a big question mark for many people. They don't know how to take this idea they have and to turn it into something that they can rely on as the focus of their work. And part of the reason this is hard is we're not trained on this. All of the business classes you've taken may have had a little bit about developing your own body of work. 
They may have said that they were doing this, but often it's more of a, a plug and play kind of solution. It's not a solution that has you dive in deep and really work with your ideas to see what your ideas want to show you. The other piece of this that's new is that this place is so full of unknowns. It's likely you've never done anything like this before, and so you're not even sure what the process is or what steps to take. When you don't know what to do, it's just unsettling. And you can stall out here. You could just finally give up because you can't make progress here, but there really is some rhyme and reason to the process. And I've been through this process myself many times with businesses that I've created, books I've written, training programs and courses I've created. So I've gathered together the systems and the methods and the processes that help me lean into this form of creating a new body of work from an organic point of view. I love sharing these hard-won strategies that I've learned with my Change Catalyst clients. And it's very inspiring to watch them as they gain more and more and more confidence about what they're here to do. When you're evolving your idea, it's not going to show up in one big poof, it's all there. It's really going to be more of a layering process where you layer in bit by bit all that you know and all that you learn from interacting with your early clients to create this new work. As you get further into your process, then we get to the next big milestone, and that is seeing, feeling, and confirming that your idea does in fact translate into a viable business. This is a tricky thing because if you continue to second guess your business, whether it's going to work or will it be financially viable, all of that, if you're second guessing yourself a lot, that drains your energy and your faith in yourself and your idea in your business. It's just so hard to move forward when you're questioning everything. Your lack of belief can actually sabotage your efforts to create a viable business. There are ways to do some simple calculations to make sure that what you're working toward is a viable venture. When you sense that, yes, this actually could work, oh my gosh, then your energy shifts. You get rid of the questioning and you step into a knowing. That pivot allows you to put more and more energy toward your work and less and less energy toward second guessing and wondering and hoping and praying and all those things we do when we're just not sure. This process of creating this business vision, that's easy for some and not so easy for others. There are ways to support you in laying out your plan as you get more and more pieces clear. You know, I highly recommend something that is not often recommended. <laughs> when I was taking courses to build my own work, I was encouraged to just get something together and put it out there. And what I found for myself and many of my colleagues who are intuitive and sensitive, they have a really hard time putting an offer out into the world when they aren't sure about it. So they're not sure how it will work. They're not sure if it will work. They're not sure how to structure it. They're not sure how to price it. They're not sure how it fits in with the other parts of their business. When there's all that unknown, all that fog in the picture, 
it's really hard for those of us who were sensitive and intuitive to just barrel over that and put it out in the world. We need to know, we need to feel it deep in our bones and in our soul that this is what we're here to do and this is how it works because we've tested it and this is how we're gonna talk about it because we have experience talking about it and we gather up this confidence that allows us to take it forward. I never felt any of that in the business building classes that I took because I didn't have that clarity within me. When you've taken your ideas as far as you can take them in your head, then it's time to reach out beyond yourself for feedback and confirmation from colleagues, from potential clients, from friends, and just keep refining your vision and plan based on what you learn from this outreach. And you'll know when you're ready because suddenly you'll have this clear, grounded sense of confidence about your work and your results. And then it's time to, drumroll please, tackle the next layer of clarity, which is crafting the best way to describe your business and your work to others. To succeed at this stage, you have to have completed the other steps because When you know what your work is from the inside, when you have a deep relationship with your work, it will allow you to find the right words and it will allow you to describe it in a way that's consistent and aligned with your work. This translation process will take some time. Frankly, it'll feel like you're back in the soup again because it's so frustrating to not know how to talk about this work that you've spent all this time working on. And yet, the grounded knowing that you have, this internal sense of knowing, will keep you grounded during your search for these marketing words. Your best bet is to always start talking with your clients and people who have worked with you, sharing what you do, sharing your best version of what you know, and then listen for their questions and feedback to find even better words to describe the work you do. And when you find the wording and people are getting what you do, then it's time for another big exhale. I mean, you've made it at this point. You are ready to share your work with the world. And it is a fabulous feeling after all the steps of the process to really arrive at this place where it's time to share as thoroughly and as deeply as you are choosing to. Now, it's likely that as you continue to work with clients from a variety of backgrounds that you will continue to refine and enhance your ideas and your work. And there's a possibility that you may have a new insight that will require you to take another quick pass through this sequence to bring everything up to date. I had that happen when I was trying to build my website. As I was coming up with my marketing structures, I realized I had some gaps And I also realized that there were some new nuances to my market, to my clients that I needed to incorporate into what I was doing. Although this whole process of finding your way in the world feels like a distraction and an annoyance at times, your work will be much stronger and more robust as a result. If you're seeing a gap or a soft spot, then you can be sure that your clients will too. So taking care of those from the get-go is a really, really good, smart thing to do. So I've been talking a lot today about feeling called to take your work in a new direction. And I've 
been giving you scenarios of how this process of evolving your new work lays out. This is such a new concept to so many people. If you are intrigued, if this is sounding familiar to you in terms of the pain that you've gone through and the frustration that you've experienced and the hope that you've had, then I encourage you to join me for my upcoming conversation about finding the right path makes all the difference. In that call, I'm going to be talking about my discoveries that really changed the trajectory of my work. And it's also talking about this new path, this path to evolve your new work. And what does that mean? And what does that entail? So I invite you to join me for that call. I will have a link in my resources area, which is at flourishasachangecatalyst.com forward slash radio. Click over to put in your name and email so that you can get announcements about that opportunity. I look forward to sharing this with you so you can find a way to bring your calling into the world. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Change Catalyst at the Growing Edge. To explore the resources I just shared, please visit my site again at flourishasachangecatalyst.com forward slash radio. And you'll find links to our previous episodes there as well. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more ways you can flourish as a change catalyst at the growing edge. You've been listening to Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge on InspiredNewsRadio.com with Carol McClelland Fields. Tune in regularly to hear more ways you can flourish as a change catalyst.